You're listening to Guts and Grind with Siju and Sajin, making the real estate journey accessible to anyone. We're back again here on Guts and Grind, another episode this week. Um, hope everybody's doing well. We're going to be covering, I guess, the most important part of any, any real estate transaction is collecting rent. Because if you're not collecting right. rent, you're not doing anything with it. <laughs> you're paying <laughs> out of your pocket. Um, so how to collect it, what are the best methodologies that we use, and things that are evolving in the, uh, in the arena. But first, you know, I want to welcome my buddy, Sajan Abraham. How you doing, hey, buddy? everybody. What's going on, y'all? How's it going? Um, another week, man, trying to trying to survive, right? How's everything going on your end? Good, man. Same old here, man. So you got a little haircut trimmed up? Summertime, dude. Houston heat, man. It's a, oh, oh. I'm still looking oh, like Sideshow Bob over here. <laughs> it's a good look, dude. Keep it. Keep it. It's a good look. My sister-in-law uh, said, I look like Sideshow Bob. I was like, oh, it's a low blow. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. But yeah, man. Uh, but yeah, things are good here, man. Like we're actually, it's kind of exciting. I'm today. I'm supposed to be closing on a property. Uh, this is my first time using a, a wholesaler. First time using a hard money lender. So there's a lot of like learning going on right now. It's kind of nerve wracking, but I'm excited about it. And hopefully everything like you know knocks out today. So we'll see how it goes. I'm sure we'll be making episodes about that too. So yes, uh, sir. Don't worry. Yes, sir. You, you'll be informed as well. <laughs> I was gonna say. I was gonna say. Sounds like it's gonna be uh, something we're gonna be sharing here shortly. <laughs> right. Exactly. No, man, that's good. I mean, it's, it's all about being creative and kind of just, you know, in this market, we always say this every episode, but I think it's so true. Um, you know, I was helping even my brother, you know, I think he was looking for a house and it's just so ridiculous and inflated and just, you know, insane. And you have to think outside of the box to get, you know, whatever you want. If you're looking for a house for an investment, primary, whatever it is, good, all good things. Looks like things that we can actually uh, jump on. But with that said, let's, let's, let's dive into this week's episode about, you know, how do we as investors, or if you're a real estate investor in, in not just residential, commercial, whatever, um, how do you collect rent? Because that is what pays your mortgage and pays, um, you know, pays you as, a, as an investor. Um, and, and the beauty of the age that we live in now is, you know, everything is technology driven. Right. And we highlighted this in, in, in quite a few of the episodes. And, and if you're not smart at riding that wave of riding technology, you're, you're behind the eight ball, you know, because eventually everything's going to get there. So Saj, what are, what are some things that you've done to, to leverage technology to make your journey easier? Sure. Sure. So well, let, let's, let's, um, let's talk about what it used to look like. Right. And I, and I know people that used to go door to door and collect rent, physically collect money from um, their tenants. And so that could mean uh, they're getting a check or they're getting like cash and walk into the bank and stuff like that. And you can imagine how dangerous, I mean, when you think about it today, right, how dangerous that could really be where you're, you're going to a tenant, you're getting cash from them, and then you're going to a bank. Or if you have multiple houses, you're going door to door and getting all these, like a bunch of money, whether it's cash or checks or whatever it might be, it kind of puts you in a very um, uh, scary situation. Like me personally, I don't like having a bunch of money on me all the time because there's really no need for it anymore, right? Like, you know, Sid was saying earlier, like technology is, a, is a very advanced now. And so we should utilize that. And so going from that model, what it used to look like to what you could do now, um, it kind of eliminates excuses, right? Like, oh, my check, uh, it's in the mail. 
it's like no it's not in the mail like there's no need to like say even say that it's like oh um i'm gonna i'm gonna get it to you next week and even like the the inconveniences of get going out of your way to go to the houses to to collect payment like that's or the danger of it too like the day like you're eliminating danger like everything is digital like um i don't i don't like the idea of carrying money so this reduces that um, and it's it really like when you transfer money from it, when it's electronically transferred, it's pretty much instant. So you're instantly getting your cash. Like I love the fact that like, I, I have a, a grace period of like six days, right? So the first to the sixth, I kind of monitor the the bank accounts. And once I see that stuff click in, like before the sixth, I, I know like oh man, we got paid and everything's good. And once the seventh comes around, I know immediately. All right, let me reach out to these people. And even that's electronically done as well. I text them. Or I'll shoot them an email and say, hey, you're late. Make sure you, you know, include the late payment and stuff like that. So um, technology, it, it's just huge. I mean, just minimizing. The, I think the biggest thing is safety. I, 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 feel, I feel like no matter what you do, like being able to keep the safe and for both parties, right? Like you don't want to go there and like, and also like there's a paper trail when you have it electronically. Like if someone gives you a wad of cash, there's no way of telling. Um, if you walk away and it's shy, like a couple of hundred bucks. And then you come yeah, back, man. like, why wouldn't they say, oh, man, no, I gave you the full amount and you just yeah, you, you took off 200 bucks. And now you're telling me that I didn't pay my full amount. So all those kind of things, like it's immediately eliminated when you have technology. You know, I think safety alone, I think you, you hit around the, the key. So if you go out, actually go out there and knock on a door, you don't know what kind of house you're walking into, because essentially it's your house. But the people that live there, you know, they, they could be armed. You know, they you know, they, they don't know who's coming to the front door to get the check. We have, they can have animals or there's so right. many just risk factors and then just pure waste of time too. I mean, who wants to yeah. go from house to house to collect rent on the first, you know, when um, it's, it's just not that th those times I think have long gone. And if, right. if you as a tenant are not in the digital age, that's another, that's another piece of it as well. Right. I mean, you got to admit, I mean, people are using Venmo and all these other, these platforms. Sure. And so they've got, they're, they're well versed on it as well. And so uh, I, that, that's a good point. So even if the tenant is not technology, technologically advanced or, or familiar with it at all, like that doesn't mean you have to be stuck in the, you know, just give them the account number and say, you physically go to the bank. It's your yeah, responsibility yeah. to go to the bank and deposit that money into that account. And then yeah. I will electronically review it and make sure that it's been done. Right. So, um, yeah, like, I, I mean, I don't want to force anybody to, be you know to be confined if they're not comfortable with it then th that's fine you know like i'm not going to knock you on that but at the same time if you want to scale and you want to get to a point where you're having multiple houses imagine how hard that's going to be and yeah. imagine like you go there on the first and they say hey uh i don't i don't have uh, all my rent yet can you come back on the the third and it's like you got to drive back there on the third like no like just collect it all at the same time you know so i don't know like technology and like i think when we started doing this to, for us, luckily the technology was already there. And yeah. so I never had to go to that point that the, the, um, the pains of having to drive out there and collect money. Those one or two times I remember, all right, I'll share a story. Uh, early on, uh, one of my tenants, <laughs> story time, here we go. So uh, early on, one of my tenants, um, they live like, it's one of the houses that's like 30 minutes away. And so they were like coming up on the sixth and they're like, I can't pay late fees because I don't want to waste that 50 bucks or whatever. I'm like, yeah, no, I understand. So like, can you please meet me at a gas station halfway? And I'm telling you, it's like 9 p.m., 10 p.m. It's late. And they, they meet me at a gas station. And I, I was expecting like a check or I don't know what, even a check. I actually, know, I said, no, it has to be cash. So that's my bad. 
and she literally gave me like this huge <laughs> wad of cash it like in this gas station at 10 p.m and I, it was like luckily i could just jump in my car and drive away but again like going back to what Sidney was saying like you don't know who's watching you you don't know who's you know especially if you're going door to door collecting these checks who like someone's going to catch on someone's going to be like oh, yeah. oh that has to be the landlord they're clearly coming to get the money when they leave they're going to be loaded let me yep. let me catch them then you know what i mean so it's just the risk factor alone risk is the biggest thing and a close second is convenience yeah. like the convenience of it of having electronically done is just it's you you can't you can't beat it you know i, I haven't been like full on collecting rent like that door to door but there's been a few instances where the tenant said hey can you meet me you know i'm right. you know c- coming up on that deadline of the late fee whatever the excuse was and, and i met him a few yeah. times uh, just to just to alleviate that but again those are few and far between you know? sure it shouldn't be at all you know it's, it, it it could be it could be an exception but it shouldn't be like the day-to-day <laughs> practice and i and yeah. i say that every time the few times that i let it happen it was very much i made it very clear like we're not doing this all the time like if yeah. you can't pay on time then you're just gonna have to take the late fee like yeah. you trouble yourself you know like of course i want to be flexible and you know i don't want to look like a jerk and you know i don't want to be a jerk so you know i'll help out where i can but at the same time you have to set the precedent right and so don't inconvenience me like you're a responsible adult you can make it happen right so um yeah like i think just the safety and the convenience alone is just reason enough to go go electronic um but i guess with that said like what are some options that are out there like what kind of platforms are used to collect money electronically obviously banking has their own digital platform which is called zelle or I think uh, recently Chase had their, their quick pay, which is what their digital platform was. They actually moved that to, I think, Zelle, That's uh, right, yeah. which is the accepted platform between all the big major trans, uh, major banking institutions. Bank of America is a chase of the world. You know, you have, you can tie your bank account to a digital uh, signature, like a cell phone or an email. Uh, and that way your bank account is tied to those, those um, identifiers. And then you can provide your cell phone number or your email address to your tenant or whoever's uh, sending you money. And they'll just basically sign up for Zelle and send you money using your email or your cell phone. Uh, and that's directly from their bank account and hits your bank account. So from a banking perspective, if you're banking, you should be banking with some of the major carriers out there. Most people are. Um, there's usually you know, a few out there that are banking in small you know, community banks and things like that. Um, so that's always an option for the big bank. Um, well, let me, uh, let, let me try, chime in on that. So um, don't pigeonhole yourself to think that you have to do everything with one bank. You know, yeah. like there's a lot of benefits of going to a community bank. Like they're more flexible with lending and things like that. So that doesn't mean that you can't have somebody in a community bank and just use the big banks as like your rent collection, you know? Yeah. Um, the way I have it set up is I have a separate account for each rental property. And unfortunately, the Zelle thing it only works with my one phone number or my one email address. So I could only connect one email. So one tenant gets the benefit of Zelle, like actually directing bank to bank. Um, but everybody else figures out a way. Like, like they have a direct deposit from their account to mine, or some of them physically go to the bank. But again, like you do what you have to do, but I'm setting up the, you know, like here's your account and put yeah. your rent into this account. And so, yeah. Um, but yeah, don't feel like, oh, I love my community bank and there's so many benefits of the community bank, but they just don't have Zelle. They don't have the ability to accept payment electronically. That's okay. Keep that bank and just go to Chase or go to Bank of America and open up a specific account 
or your rental property and then have those have your tenants directly deposit into those accounts to have that access. So that, that's from a banking institution perspective. Then, then you're going to see all these digital platforms just coming through, right? You have the Venmos of the world, PayPal's, um, even Cash App. You know, those are, those are all different, just digital intermediaries that basically bridge the gap between a bank and a person. Um, you can actually set yourself up with those. Some of our, uh, some of my, you know, my tenants are feel more comfortable doing their banking through that, which is fine. I think at the bottom line, you know, just being, bottom line is you as a, the actual landlord set the, the actual platform on, on how you want to get paid. You basically right. tell them upfront when you sign the lease, listen, this is where I want my money. Um, however you get it there. Um, it's up to you, right? You can actually do, you know, you can give them the options to be flexible as, as a process when it comes to you being, you know, the, the actual landlord, it's just best to just set that out of the gate. That way there's right. confusion. Um, usually, you know, we talked about the stories about driving to get the rent. Those instances for me was actually on the, my, a brand new tenant that just came in. They, right. they didn't have the access yet to link up to my bank account. Cause that, that's usually a transition period, right? Usually it may right. take a month, two months to, to get used to submitting a payment a certain way. And so that's why I actually met her up or, or him up. So it's, it's after that, it should be exactly what you said, Saj. It should be, listen, this is just a one-time thing just to kind of get you through the, the process. After that, it should be, a, you know, just like a well-oiled machine. Just send the money in first or fifth or whatever it is. And that should be it. Right. No, for sure. And I, I like what you said, like set the pace early on and just say, hey, this is how it is. Like, this is mm-hmm. how I accept cash. You know, and I, you know, flexible enough to where you don't want to sit there and say like, no, I'm not going to accept your money and like put them in a bind or anything like that. Because also like you want that cash as well. So if that means every once in a while you use Venmo or Cash App or whatever it is, like fine. Or if you have to physically go out there, that's fine. But that should be the exception, not the rule. Yep. Um, what's your what's your personal feelings of like using Venmo as a or Cash App or whatever it is as a permanent way of getting rent? Like, is, are you cool with that? Or is that like just if you need to do it occasionally, that's fine. But ideally, I want you to directly hit it to the account. For me, it really doesn't matter uh, because I, I also want to be flexible. What, you know, because sure. some people feel comfortable just sending it through one form of payment. I want to, and me as a tenant, I'll tell you, I'll say, hey, this is where I want the money. Um, and if, if they come out and say, Hey, I do all my stuff through, you know, Venmo fine. I, I have no problem. I can, I can, I can make the shift, you know, and send it over to my bank account eventually. Right. And link it up. Right. Uh, but you know, it, it depends on the person. You know, it's all about the process you feel comfortable with and that you want to make sure at the end of the day, you want to keep your uh, bookkeeping in line too. Right. And, and whatever, whatever's easier for you to do that. I mean, make that the, the standard. Right. I mean, I, right. I can easily do it. It's not a problem for me. But, you know, if you want to make a streamline out of the gate and just say, hey, submit it to me in my in this bank account, you know, that's kind of why I was asking, because like the bookkeeping aspect of it is really why, like, for example, that's why I do separate accounts for each for each um, house. Right. For each yeah. tenant, they have a separate account to deposit to. So I know, oh, property one has been paid or property two uh, paid on the seventh. So they owe me an extra X amount of dollars for, for the late fees or whatever it is. Right. Yeah. So it helps me. But when, when I, when I have to do Venmo, I have to keep track of it. It's like, Oh, that money didn't shift. And there's like days of like, if you want to transfer it immediately or a few days later or whatever, there's like fees associated to it. Yeah. So it's a little bit of a headache. And again, I'm with you, like be flexible and like you accept the money when you, you know, when it needs to happen. But I just want to make sure that I'm not like allowing them to just kind of drive the boat, you know, like at the end of the day, you have to kind of say, this is the standard. This is the way you need to do it. Like, uh, you know, 
I'll, I'll accept it occasionally, but at the same time, like it needs to be set in a you know, set in stone at the beginning, you know? It's really depends on, you know, what you feel comfortable with at the end of the day, right? What, what you can manage. And you obviously, you know, we talk about processes because that's, that's the biggest thing. And, and, and you want to make sure you streamline it for yourself and make it as easy as possible. Right. That way you're, you're not having to deal with it every month. That's um, right. Yeah. So, you know, and, and different people are different ways. You know, some people, I've, I've had plenty of people that, that are renters that are, you know, they, they don't bank with the big banks, like you mentioned, they bank with yeah. their, their background is in the, you know, the army and they've, they've ser- had services with us and they, they bank through like a, a, a VA loan or a VA yeah. institution, you know, and that's, that's hard to kind of connect with. Right. But they, right. they figured out once you set that standard, I still have, uh, you know, a guy that I should literally go to the bank, deposits the check every, every, yeah. You know, same here, same here, which is odd to me. But again, like, it's kind of what it is. Like, I mean, if they're comfortable with that, then, hey, that's fine, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's just odd to me because I'm like, why add that extra step in your life? But again, like, it, they're being responsible and they're, and they're taking care of it. So like, I'm not going to knock it, you know. Yep. I mean, in a nutshell, I guess, as we as we wrap this up, I mean, the, the beauty of, you know, if anybody is getting into the game now is um, that you have so many options, you know, you have so yeah. many, um, it just makes the whole process, everything easy in general. You know, you're not talking about checks. Obviously checkbooks are like almost obsolete now. Um, you know, no writing checks and things like that, but you know, it makes it so much easier. Right. I mean, it's, you, you leave me a lot of the things that we talked about early on, which is the, the safety, the convenience, you know, and you, you, you have, uh, that benefit of, of no matter what you do, but it's, it's totally up to you how you kind of set it up. I, I know people that just, they literally bank straight through Venmo. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. I didn't know that. That's wild. <laughs> and so, so there's, 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 you know, it depends on people's flexibility and that's Venmo is literally, for those that you don't know, Venmo is literally just a mobile p- a platform. That's it. They don't have online presence for anything. Everything's right. Phone. So you link up to your bank account. I mean, it's just literally transferring cash via your phone. Right. It's wild. It's, I mean, it's amazing. I, it, it, I mean, to be honest, like it's really amazing how far we've come right to where it's like, paper physical cash to like checks to now it's on your phone you could just all right i just paid you here's your rent you know whatever like that's that's amazing you know but we should take advantage of that right and so to piggyback on what you were saying take advantage of these things but it's also at the end of the day and i feel like we circle back to this almost every episode but build your process i think that's what it is like identify what you want it to be because a lot of these things could mentally slow you down from like oh i got to deal with this the, the rent and how it comes in and who's paying what and when did they pay it the goal is to eliminate all those things because those are really just hurdles like we're adding extra hurdles for no reason and so once you start eliminating those hurdles it's easier to to get started or if you're already started easier to grow right and so that's really at the end of the day what we're trying to do knock out all of the excuses all of the things that might be in the way of you getting involved in real estate and just go for it and build these processes as you go you know and so that's why we're trying to share this with you like Collecting rent is is the biggest deal when it comes to when you're a landlord because you're trying to get paid. Those could be hurdles in your mind where you're thinking like, oh man, but I don't want to like turn away the money. Of course, you're not going to turn away the money, but it's easy to set the precedent. It's easy to say, no, this is the account that that money needs to go to. And it feels weird to do that because you feel like you're trying to control somebody. But at the same time, like you're providing a service for these people. Yep. You're providing a home, right? And so they should be able to reciprocate and say, hey, I will pay the way you want me to pay, right? Hundred percent. Great, great point, Saj. I guess, I guess, with that, I mean, uh, we could wrap up this week's episode. But you know, I mean, it's it, we're trying to just provide easy things that we've learned, and hopefully, 
you know, makes it easier for you, as Saj mentioned, to kind of get into this, this, this world of investing. Um, and hopefully you find it fruitful, you know, feel free to comment, uh, let us know what you guys use. If you have any questions, uh, we would always love to hear from you. You know, well, before, before we actually close it up, is there something that we're missing? I know that there's Zelle, I know Venmo, Cash App. Is there something that y'all use um, to transfer money? What was the other one? PayPal. Oh, PayPal. Okay. Yeah, sure. So, but is there something, are there landlords watching right now that say, oh, I use XYZ? Like, let us know what it is because I really would like to know. I know yeah. there's programs out there like property management programs where they kind of collect the money for you and shift it over. Um, I haven't delved into that yet, but I think as I scale up, as more properties are under our belt, I think that might be the next step. But what do y'all use? Like, I'd love to know. I'd love to hear. Yeah, no, agreed. Uh, so yeah, let us know. Good seeing you guys. Good seeing you, Saj. Thanks again. I've seen you too, man. You guys. Later. Thanks for listening to Guts and Grind with Siju and Sajin. Be sure to tune in next time.